What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Glory UJ Podcast. I'm Tyler, and I will be manning the show solo today. Curtis and I were both out of town today and just could not quite get our schedules to align. But he will be back next week. No worries there. Uh, and I know this is obviously right in the middle of the early signing period, so it would totally make sense for us to be covering all the happenings on that front today. But Kurt wanted to be here when we discussed the early signees, so I'm going to be a, a good friend here and honor his request, and we will have that show for you guys on the day after Christmas. And I mean, trust me, guys, recruiting, we all know how important it is, being that it is the lifeblood of any program, it is just simply too important for us to ignore here on the show, so I assure you, we will get into the early signing period in depth right after Christmas, so be looking for our early signing period recap show then. But today on the show, uh, I'm going to preview our matchup against Oklahoma in the Rose Bowl with a deep dive into the numbers. Uh, Curtis and I, we're going to have our official game preview show up for the Rose Bowl next week, late next week. But today I wanted to dig into the numbers a little bit to see how the two teams match up, at least from a statistical perspective. Before I do that, though, I do want to just throw out a couple quick reminders. You guys can follow us on Twitter, at Glory underscore UGA. We'd love to get your thoughts on everything that's going down right now. It's a very busy, very important time of the year, obviously, with all this, with all the recruiting and all the the bowl games going on right here. Obviously, our huge matchup in the semifinal game uh, in Pasadena. So a lot of stuff going on, uh, so please feel free to hit us up with any thoughts you've got out there. We'd love to hear them. Uh, and uh, just to make sure everyone out there knows, especially some of the newer listeners, you guys can find us on a bunch of different podcasting platforms out there iTunes, SoundCloud, the big ones, uh, then of course Stitcher and TuneIn apps as well. The Dog Sports Radio uh, internet app, you can also find uh, find us there with, uh, at, on your app store. Just go to dogsportsradio.com and you can pull up the show there. And we also, uh, if you guys get a chance, obviously we appreciate you guys just taking any time out of your day to listen to us, but if you do get a chance, it would be awesome for you to rate and review us on your preferred platform. That would definitely help us out. But uh, alright, let's go ahead and get into these numbers here. And I do want to warn you guys, this is going to be, obviously, it's a it's a numbers show here today, statistical show, so it's going to be numbers heavy, uh, but I'm going to try to put a little bit of insight in this as well, kind of talk a little bit about what all these numbers mean, kind of just giving a quick preview of this Rose Bowl matchup, which Curtis and I will dig even more into next week. Let's start with the matchup that everyone wants to talk about, the Oklahoma offense versus our defense, strength versus strength. Clearly a very intriguing matchup, but does either side have the advantage here? Now, this Oklahoma offense, and most of you know this, they are number one in literally every major offensive passing category. They are legit, completely, 100%, entirely legit. Uh, and I know some of you might want to poke holes in, in the argument and say, well, you know, they play in the Big 12, they only play defense in the Big 12. Guys, I, I'm about to lay out all the reasons why, but in my opinion, that's just kind of asinine to even try to suggest that this Oklahoma offense is not 100% legit. They are number one nationally in total offense at 583 yards a game. No, I didn't misspeak. That's right, 583 yards a game. Now, I know I can hear some of you out there saying, yeah, but they run a lot of plays. If you run 100 or so plays a game, man, you're going to put up 500 yards a game. Okay, in some ways that may be true, but let me refute that by saying, yeah, although they are number one in total offense at 583 yards a game, they're also number one in yards per play. So when they're running plays, they are highly, highly efficient and effective. They average 8.44 yards per play. Put that in a little more perspective here, guys. That's almost a full yard more per, per play than the number two team in the country, which is UCF in that category. Uh, Oklahoma puts up 8.44 yards per play. UCF puts up 7.6 yards per play. And let me put that even, even into even more perspective. The gap between UCF at number two and Louisville at number three is three one hundredths of a yard. 
UCF averages 7.6 yards per play. Louisville, number three, averages 7.57. So that's a much smaller gap there than the gap between Oklahoma, number one, with 8.44 yards per play, and UCF at number two with 7.6 yards per play. So it's not even close out there in the nation, guys. It's not. They're that good. Uh, They're only third nationally in passing yards a game at 367 yards per game through the air. But, and this is the the one that maybe blows me away more than anything, they average 12 yards per attempt. 12 yards per attempt. That's, again, a full yard and a half more than UCF, who is also number two in that offensive category. That's just insanity. It's pure insanity. Uh, Baker Mayfield, we all know the Heisman Trophy winner there. He's fourth nationally in passer rating. He's second nationally with 41 touchdowns on the year, and he's fourth nationally in passing yards per game. Uh, they're, as I said earlier, they're very efficient and effective in terms of being number one offensively in yards per play at 8.44, but they're also highly explosive offensively with 55 plays of 30-plus yards on the year. That's number one nationally. So they are not only are they highly efficient, they're also highly explosive, which when you ha- when you kind of merge those two, that's when you have an absolute behemoth. You have, I want to say, I don't want to say any team's entirely unstoppable, but you have the closest thing to an unstoppable force in the country when you have some, a team that's that efficient and that explosive. Uh, now, it is fair to say that, you know, when you look at traditional stats like that, total yards, uh, yards per attempt, things like that. Some of those traditional stats, there are some limitations, though, so they don't really adjust for opponent and garbage time, things like that. But advanced stats, they do. They, they account for the quality of your opponent, garbage time, all those deals. And if, So if you look at the advanced stats, well, they also back up the idea that Oklahoma is the best offense in the country, and it's not even close. Uh, Oklahoma's number one in success rate, which is defined by getting 50% of, of necessary yards on first down, 70% necessary yards on second down, and 100% on third down, they're number one in passing S&P offense, number one in rushing S&P offense, number one in ISO PPP, which is the advanced statistical measure for explosiveness. They're also number one on standard downs and on passing downs, passing downs being uh, downs second and eight or longer, third and fourth and five or longer. Anything that's not a passing down would be a standard down. So they're number one on standard downs and passing. It doesn't matter what kind of down it is, they're the best offense in the country. But again, I hear the naysayers out there, the skeptics, they're saying, well, yeah, those are really impressive numbers, but Oklahoma plays in the Big 12, and the Big 12 doesn't play defense. Well, uh, okay, I think that is true for the most part. I think most of the defenses in the, in the Big 12 are not to the caliber of what you see in the SEC and maybe in the ACC and parts of the Big 10. I think that's true for the most part, but it's not true necessarily across the board. There are still some pretty good defenses in the Big 12, and Oklahoma has faced a couple of those. Oklahoma has actually faced four defenses in the top 31 in S&P plus defense. They faced Ohio State. The second week of the year, who is number 11th nationally in S&P Plus defense. They faced TCU twice, who was 14th nationally in S&P Plus defense. They played Texas, we know. They were 26th nationally in S&P Plus defense. And also Iowa State coming in at 31st nationally in S&P Plus defense. Well, how did Oklahoma fare against those defenses, the top defenses they faced all year? Well, against Ohio State, again, the 11th nationally S&P Plus defense, they put up 490 total yards. Against TCU, the first time around, they put up 533 yards. And then 461 yards in the Big 12 title game, the second time they played them. That's the uh, TCU with a 14th ranked S&P Plus defense. Texas with a 26th ranked S&P Plus defense. Oklahoma put up 518 yards on them. And then Iowa State with a 31st ranked S&P Plus defense. Oklahoma put up 513 yards against the Cyclones in, yes, a losing effort. Now, we are better defensively than all of those teams. Ohio State, TCU, Texas, and Iowa State. But... 
not that much better than Ohio State and TCU especially. We're 8th nationally in S&P plus defense. Ohio State's 11th, TCU's 14th, kind of splitting hairs there. And they put up 450 to 500 yards against those defenses. So what does that all mean? To me, it means the really the question isn't if Oklahoma is going to move the ball and score points on us, because they are. They're just that good, guys. The question in my mind becomes really, can we hold them in check enough to give ourselves a chance to win? So let's try to answer that question, okay? Clearly, as I've laid out, this is a dangerous and nasty offense to deal with. But football's a game of matchup, so how might we match up? So yeah, Oklahoma's number one nationally in passing S&P Plus offense. Well, we're sixth nationally in passing S&P Plus defense. Uh, they're number one, they're, we're, we are eighth nationally in opponent pa- passer rating. Well, we're actually number two nationally in yards per game through the air allowed, giving up 158 yards a game. Now, yeah, you can say, well, we play Georgia Tech, so that kind of skews your stats. Well, a lot of teams play option teams or, other, or uh, offenses that don't really throw the football that much. And, you know, we did our job against Tech. So still second nationally in yards per game through the air. Uh, we're also second nationally in yards per attempt and just one-tenth of a yard behind Bama. Bama's 5.6 yards per attempt. We're 5.7. So right there, we're one of the two top teams in the country in terms of limiting uh, our opponents throwing the football down the field. And yes, Oklahoma's really explosive, as I laid out. They're number one nationally in ISO PPP with an advanced statistical measure. They're also number one in plays of 30-plus yards on the year with 55. That's a lot. But we've done a really good job on the year of limiting explosive plays. Uh, We're number three nationally in ISO PPP and also number nine nationally, top 10 in plays of 30-plus yards surrendered on the year. Now, it's also fair to say, though, that we haven't faced many passing attacks like Oklahoma's. Really, in my opinion, the only truly competent passing attack we faced on the year was Missouri. Now, some of you might say, well, South Carolina, Jake Bailey's a pretty good quarterback. Yeah, he is, but that offense was up and down. They really were not all that competent. They really weren't. Uh, So, for me, the really, truly competent passing offense that we faced was Missouri. Um, They were clearly the best offense we faced all year. They're number 10 nationally in S&P Plus offense. They're the closest thing that we've that we played to Oklahoma. That's just the fact. Uh, and Drew Locke is unequivocally the best quarterback we have faced. He's the number four rated passer nationally. He also, I don't know how many of you ha- have kept up with this or realized this because you know, I know they're just Missouri. They're seven and five. So what? But Drew Locke just set an SEC single season record with 43 touchdowns. And against us, you know, he was pretty successful through four touchdowns, 10 yards per attempt. But even with his relative success, we still held that Missouri offense, the one that is, in my opinion, again, the most similar to Oklahoma in scheme and personnel, a Missouri offense that finished first in the SEC again with 511 yards per game and put up over 650 yards four different times in the year. Yeah, that Missouri offense, well, we held them to 312 total yards. Yes, Drew Locke hit a couple big plays against us, particularly to Emmanuel, San, Emmanuel Hall there. Uh, they got theirs, but all in all, we held them to 200 yards under their season average. So, Against the team that's most like Oklahoma that we faced all year, really the only team that's remotely like Oklahoma in any way, we did a really good job defending them. Now, yeah, they get again, it's some big plays, but we held them to 200 yards under their season average. Now, uh, one area where Oklahoma is not particularly great when it comes to the passing game is pass protection. They're only 72nd nationally in adjusted sack rate. Now, Baker Mayfield actually does a pretty, really good job of extending plays, evading the pass rush, keeping his feet moving at all times. He's really just crafty back there in the pocket. But they don't do it. A lot of people talk about how great this Oklahoma offensive line is, and I just don't know if I see that. I don't see it statistically, and and I've been breaking down this team, watching a bunch of their games over the past couple of weeks here. uh, And 
they look that I just don't see what people are talking about when they mention Oklahoma as being one of the best offensive lines in the country. I just don't see it when I watch them, and I don't see it in the, in the numbers either because they're 72nd nationally in adjusted sack rate. So you think, well, that's one area where they're vulnerable, and we might ha- be able to kind of exploit that and take advantage of them. But the thing is, I'm just not sure how much of an advantage we're going to have there and how much we'll be able to exploit that because outside of a few very high-profile sacks by Davin Bellamy in those big moments against Notre Dame and Auburn, we aren't a particularly good pass rushing team, especially in terms of generating a natural pass rush without having to manufacture pressure and bring in additional bodies. We're only 65, 65th nationally ourselves in adjusted sack rate. So, again, I don't know how much of an advantage we'll have there in that one area where Oklahoma hasn't been particularly great in the passing game. Uh, now, if you look at the rushing side of the equation for Oklahoma's offense, this one is where I, I think people might be surprised here because all the publicity, all the talk around Oklahoma it really centers around their passing game, the fact that Baker Mayfield's a beast because he is. He just won the Heisman Trophy. We all know that. Uh, Baker Mayfield uh, gets all the publicity, and that's deservedly so, but they actually run the football more than they throw it. They run the football 52% of the time. Uh, Rodney Anderson has been the guy that's really kind of come, over, come on over the second half of the season and been their feature guy. Trey Sermon, a true freshman, who we kind of recruited a little bit, but we, we uh, really opted for DeAndre Swift over him. He ends up going to Oklahoma. Uh, but they are number one nationally, yeah, in S&P passing offense, but they're also number one nationally in S&P rushing defense. But again, this is a game of matchups. So as good as they are rushing the football, we're actually pretty darn good ourselves stopping the run. We were number eight nationally in S&P rushing defense. They're 27th nationally in yards per game on the ground, 215 yards a game. We're number 12 nationally uh, stopping the run, 112 yards surrendered a game. They're 10th nationally in yards per carry at 5.6, and we are 17th nationally uh, in yards per carry surrendered at 3.47. Guys, I I know this is not going to be a popular thing to say, but I'm going to say because I believe it. I think we are a very, very good rush defense, but I don't think that we're a truly dominant rush defense yet. Now, there are some games where we have been dominant. Uh, the Notre Dame game really comes to mind. We'll get to that in a second here. Uh, and, there's some, so, and there are some games where we did a really good job. But there are also some games like Auburn. Uh, Florida ran the ball far too well on us in the first half. And I know they you know, they put up some yards against some of our, our second unit, third unit, when they went in late in the game. But even in the first half and early in the second half, they were running the ball with little too much success for my liking. So there have been a couple of games where teams have been able to run the football a little bit against us. Uh, we've been very, very good, again, for most of the year. But I just don't know if we're a truly dominant rush defense yet. And I think a big part of that is because I don't think we have a particularly disrupted defensive line. Uh, we have a good defensive line. I mean, Trent Thompson, Tyler Clark, John John Atkins, Big John John, they, John Ledbetter, done a great job doing what they've been asked to do all year long. But I still don't think we've been particularly disruptive. If you look at something called Havoc Rate, which is an advanced statistical measure that measures how disruptive your defensive line is, it measures uh, tackles for loss, sacks, pass deflections, things of that nature. We're only 67th nationally in Havoc Rate. Now, some of that is by design. Uh, Kirby Smart, you know, for the most part throughout his career as defensive coordinator and now a head coach, he, like, he favors playing a very smart, disciplined, gap-sound type defense, especially up front, especially if you don't have those dominant pass rushers, which we really don't have right now. So that some of it is by design. But I just don't think we have a particularly disruptive defensive line. Uh, now, again, saying I, I did say a second ago, I don't think we're a dominant rush defense. But we've done a really good job all year defending the run for the most part. Now, Auburn was really probably the only team to really be able to put up over 150 yards rushing on our starting defense. 
Yes, Mississippi State put up, I think, 177. Florida had like 180-something. But most, I don't want to say most of them, but they, both those teams, Mississippi State and Florida, went over the 150 mark when we put our backups in. So really it was Auburn's the only team in that first matchup to go over 150 yards on our starting defense. We have held five opponents to under 100 yards rushing. One of those, as I mentioned a second ago, was Notre Dame and what I think was our most impressive defensive performance probably on the year, at least in terms of defending the run. Because uh, that Notre Dame team is a team that finished number seven nationally in rushing offense at 279 yards a game. We held them to 55 t- uh, rushing yards and even more impressively, 1.5 yards per carry. And then a guy like Josh Adams, who was in the Heisman Trophy discussion for a little while there before he got injured, and we just completely shut down their run game, him and Brandon Wimbush. Now, to be fair, uh, Notre Dame did not have a quarterback the likes of Baker Mayfield, and as a result, we were able to consistently run Kirby's flexible pattern match, rip Liz defense, that, uh, where we roll a safety down in the box almost every snap to support against the run. Uh, I don't know how much of that we're actually really going to be able to do against Oklahoma because Baker Mayfield will really make us pay. I have a feeling if we try to do that consistently. I'm sure we'll try it at times and see how they react to it, but I just have a sneaking feeling Mayfield is going to make us pay for that. So it's a little bit of a different animal when you got a quarterback that's a competent passer like Baker Mayfield and Brandon Wimbush who's just completely... Uh, a newbie when it comes to trying to throw the football, I guess, is the way I would put that. So I guess overall, when you're looking at this Oklahoma def- uh, this Oklahoma offense and our defense, a matchup of strength versus strength, again, I don't think that we're going to, to shut this offense down. They're going to they're gonna put up yards. I mean, the, against the best teams they face this year, uh, an Ohio State team is uh, uh, number 11 national S&P plus defense, TCU top 15 national S&P plus defense. They put up 500-ish yards on both those teams. So they're going to they're gonna score on us, guys. They're going to move the ball a little bit on us. The question becomes, can we stop them enough? And I think there's a really good chance we can do that. Because if you look, yeah, they're really, they're really good. They're the top offense in the country, no doubt about it. We're not the top defense nationally, but we're not too far off of that. We've been really good. We've been a top five, top eight caliber defense all year long. So hopefully that will be enough to get to slow them down just enough to give us a chance to win this game to where our offense can do enough against Oklahoma defense that really hasn't been great all year. And that's the next part I want to get into is our offense versus Oklahoma defense. I think this is the area where we can win this full game. I think this is where we have an advantage that we can potentially exploit. And let's get into why here. First off, let's start with the basics here. Overall, Oklahoma is 68th nationally, giving up five and a half yards per play. Not terrible, but not great. Kind of just average. And that's what the Oklahoma offense or Oklahoma defense is. They're just okay. They're kind of there. But on the other hand, we are 13th nationally at 6.7 yards per play offensively. I think a lot of people, most people out there nationally are really discounting our offense and what we were able to do when we want to. Now, just because we try to kind of slow the game down, we want to run the football down your throat, does not mean that our offense cannot move the ball effectively and efficiently because we absolutely can. I truly believe uh, that our offense is the most underrated unit in all of the playoffs of, out of all four teams that are in the playoffs here. And I'll kind of explain why here as we go through this. So that's kind of the basics there. Oklahoma again, 68th nationally, giving up five and a half yards per play. We are 13th nationally offensively at 6.7 yards per play. So that seems like a little bit of an advantage there for us right off the bat. We also have, obviously you guys know this, we run the football. That's what we do. We have the eighth ranked S&P plus rushing offense. Uh, there have only been three teams all year that have held us under 30 points. You've got Auburn, Notre Dame, and South Carolina. Now, if you look at all three of those teams, now they're all different teams, clearly, but there is there are some commonalities between those three teams and why they're able to maybe hold us under 30 points. And really, it's their rushing defense. Auburn is fifth nationally in S&P rushing defense. Notre Dame is 13th nationally in S&P rushing defense. They had a huge year, uh, a huge jump this year. 
under first-year coordinator Mike Elko. So they are 13th nationally in S&P rushing defense. And South Carolina is top 25. They're 24th nationally in S&P rushing defense. So there's three teams that held us under 30 points. Auburn, Notre Dame, and South Carolina are all three top 25 in S&P rushing defense. Well, Oklahoma guys, they're not top 25. In fact, they are 62nd nationally in S&P rushing defense. And give you a little more perspective here on this. Uh, and, and to kind of show you how successful we were running the football against teams with far better rushing defenses than what Oklahoma is going to put on the field January 1st in the Rose Bowl. Uh, for example, Florida. They're also top 25 nationally in S&P rushing defense. They're 22nd, and we put up just a shade under 300 yards rushing against them at 292. South Carolina, that team that did hold us under 30 points on 24th nationally in S&P rushing defense, well, we rushed for almost 250 against them right at 242 yards in that game. Uh, and then Auburn, yes, they shut us down that first matchup on the Plains. But the second time around in the SEC title game in Atlanta, we put up 238 yards rushing against that Auburn uh, defense that's ranked fifth nationally in S&P rushing defense. And against Notre Dame in a game that we also got to remember, we had a true freshman quarterback in his first start on the road, which meant we played. We went into that game with a very conservative offensive game plan, which of course allowed Notre Dame to sell out against the run. And even though that was the case, we still had 185 yards rushing against that 13th ranked S&P plus rushing defense. So if you look at all those teams, Florida, South Carolina, Auburn, Notre Dame, we had a good amount of success, very good success in some cases with Florida and South Carolina and Auburn the second time around, running the football on those teams. And they are all significantly better defending the run than Oklahoma is. So again, that's a matchup that I think really favors us here. Obviously, Oklahoma knows that we're going to try to run the football and they're going to try to sell it to stop it. I just don't know, if you look at it statistically, if they really have the horses to stop it. Uh, Now, looking at the other side here, add a little bit more to this. Against the top rushing teams they have faced, here's how Oklahoma's fared. So I went over some of the, the, the top rushing defenses we faced and how we fared. Here's how Oklahoma's fared against some of the top rushing defenses they have faced. Ohio State's number two nationally in S&P rushing offense. And Oklahoma did a fairly good job of holding them in check at 167 yards in that game. Um, didn't shut them down by any means, but did enough to win that football game. Now, surprisingly, Texas Tech is number 17 nationally in S&P rushing offense. You, don't, you kind of associate them more we're chucking the ball around with Cliff Kingsbury, but uh, their 17th national S&P rushing offense, and Oklahoma held them to 115 yards rushing. Uh, TCU uh, is 25th nationally in S&P rushing offense. Oklahoma held them to 155 yards rushing. Now, Kansas State, I want to bring up Kansas State here specifically because I think they're probably most similar to us in terms of their offensive philosophy. You know, Oklahoma, they play in the Big 12, obviously, so they don't face a lot of teams that run the football. Actually, they play that kind of spread, pass it around, throw it around the, the yard kind of offense almost week in and week out. But Kansas State's the exception. They're a little bit different than all the other teams in the Big 12. They're very similar to us in terms of being a downhill power rushing team. Now, Kansas State does a little bit differently. They focus on the quarterback run game. He's very involved with quarterback powers, things of that nature. We don't really do it that way, but still, philosophically, Kansas State and us, we both, both teams want to be these downhill power rushing teams. And Kansas State put up 268 yards rushing on that Oklahoma defense. And that wasn't even with Jesse Ertz, who's their, who's their starting quarterback. They, they had a backup quarterback in the game, and they still put up 268 yards rushing against that Oklahoma defense. And you got Oklahoma State, who is number 38 nationally in S&P rushing offense, and they put up 213 yards rushing on Oklahoma. So again, these just just kind of adding to this, this notion that I think we should, we'll see if we do, but we should be able to have some success run the football because you take into account how good we've been running the football all year long, 8th national S&P rushing offense, and how average Oklahoma's been in stopping the run at 62nd nationally. And we've uh, we've had a lot of success against teams a lot 
better off defending the run, a lot more equipped to stop the run than what this Oklahoma unit is. Um, now, also, kind of build on this even more, we are 11th nationally in rushing offense. Go with some more traditional stats. We are 11th nationally in rushing offense at 263 yards a game and 10th nationally in yards per carry at 5.8 yards per carry. Uh, Oklahoma, on the flip side, they're 40th nationally in rush defense, get up 144 yards. Again, now part of that is because there's not a lot of teams in the, in the Big 12 that really run the football all that much, outside of maybe Kansas State and Oklahoma State to a degree, Texas somewhat from game to game, depending on who they're playing. And they're 44th nationally in yards per carry allowed, averaging 4.02 yards per carry. Now, this next stat to me, this is this is where it kind of illustrates just how much success I think we're going to be able to have against this Oklahoma defensive front. Uh, Oklahoma's given up five, at least five yards per carry in four games this year against West Virginia, against Oklahoma State, against Kansas State, and also against Ohio State. Now, in those four games where they gave up at least five yards per carry, Oklahoma also gave up an average of 33.5 points in those four games against West Virginia, OK State, K-State, and Ohio State. Let's take it a step further. In two games where they gave up over six yards a carry against Oklahoma State and Kansas State, their opponents averaged 43.5 points per game. So what's the connection here? If you can run the football in Oklahoma, you can score in Oklahoma. So if we happen to maybe get caught in a shootout, we talked about how great this Oklahoma offense is. They really are good guys, and they're going to get theirs. We're going to... I hope that we have enough to at least hold them in check, but they're going to get some points. They're going to move the football on us. But if we're able to run the football, and it does get into a, somewhat of a shootout, if we're able to run the football, we should be able to put up enough points to stay in this game and potentially win a shootout, even if it comes to a shootout. Hopefully it doesn't, but even if it does come to a shootout, if we're able to run the football like I think we will, we should be able to score enough points. Because, again, look at it. Oklahoma State, Kansas State, two teams average six yards a carry on Oklahoma this year. They put up an average of 43.5 points per game. We average almost right at six yards per carry, which would lead you to believe we should be able to put some points up on the board against this Oklahoma unit. And, you know, the stats say one thing. Sometimes you watch a team and say, oh, well, what I see with my eyes and the act, this doesn't really match the stats here. But it's just not the case when you look at this Oklahoma defensive front. They're just not very good. They're not particularly big. They're not particularly athletic. They're not particularly explosive. They get moved around almost at will against offensive lines from the Big 12. I mean, TCU go back and watch both their games. They were moving They were moving those guys up front consistently. Uh, so if teams in the Big 12 and those offensive lines are able to move that Oklahoma front, I have to believe we should have a fair amount of success. Now, they might defend us differently. I don't know how they're going to defend us because they haven't truly faced a team exactly like us. Kansas State's probably the closest to what we do offensively, but they the way they do it's a little bit different. They try to spread you out and do it. They have a couple different formations, a lot of quarterback power running, so they kind of get the numbers advantage there in the box. We don't exactly do it that way with Jake Fromm, but I think we should be able to have some success, run the football. Statistically, it looks that way. When you watch the tape of the eye test, this defensive front for Oklahoma is just not equipped to handle what we're able to do run the football. I just, I'm, I'm not seeing it right now. So let's kind of uh, uh, move quickly here into the Oklahoma passing defense. Now, they're, again, kind of like they are against the run. They're okay against the pass. They're 52nd nationally in S&P plus passing defense. But here's the thing, guys. We are 4th nationally in S&P plus passing offense. Case in point, while, we, while, while I'm saying that I think our offense is the most underrated unit in all of the playoffs. We are 4th nationally in S&P plus offense, our passing offense. No one wants to take that into account. The problem, the, and I said this on the show earlier in the week. We don't throw the ball much, okay? We don't throw it much. But that doesn't mean that we're not good at it when we do. When we choose to throw the football, we are very effective throwing the ball down the field. We just don't really throw it that much. 
but if you look at the, the, the advanced stats here, we are fourth nationally in S&P plus passing offense. Oklahoma's 50, 52nd nationally S&P plus passing defense. They're also 82nd nationally in yards per attempt, giving up 7.5 yards per attempt. And oh, by the way, here's the same old story. We are eighth nationally at 9.1 yards per attempt. Jake Fromm is sixth nationally out of all the quarterbacks in the country in yards per attempt. So, Again, we're our offense is just the it's an underrated unit coming in. Everyone's talking about how the Oklahoma offense is great, our defense is great. That's going to be the matchup that determines this game, and maybe it will be. But people are selling short what we're able to do offensively because we just don't put up a huge amount of points. Well, we don't we don't run the up tempo spread system. Where we're putting up sixty points a game like Oklahoma might uh, against certain teams, but it doesn't mean that we're not very good at what we do offensively. Uh, they're also not a particularly efficient passing defense. They're 86 nationally in opponent quarterback rating. Uh, and uh, Fromm also has the sixth highest rated quarterback rating in the country. Uh, Mason Rudolph is the only one higher than Jake Fromm that Oklahoma's faced on the year. And Mason Rudolph at Oklahoma State threw for 450 yards and five touchdowns against this Oklahoma defense. So... Again, just further evidence why I think Jake Fromm and why our offense might have a good amount of success moving the ball and scoring points on this Oklahoma defense. They're also 79th in opponent completion percentage at 59%. Fromm is 31st nationally in completion percentage at 63%. But efficiency is one thing. It's great to be an efficient offense, but what about explosiveness? Well, Oklahoma is 75th nationally in ISO PPP. We talked about that earlier, which is basically when you have a successful play, just how successful, how explosive is that play? So they're 75th nationally in the uh, defensive explosiveness measure. Well, we guys are third nationally in ISO PP offense. We are the third most explosive offense in the country according to the advanced metrics. So there's just the the next example of why I think we will have success moving the football and scoring points on this Oklahoma defense. Uh, they're also 110th nationally in number of plays of 30-plus yards. They're getting up 35 plays of 30-plus yards on the year, and we are 14th nationally in plays of 30-plus yards with 38 of those on the year. So what does this all mean? Uh, clearly what this means to me is that, first off, the Oklahoma offense is nothing short of incredible. They are ridiculous, guys. They absolutely are. But our defense is really, really good too. On the other side, as I kind of just laid out here recently, our offense, again, I'll say it one more time, is the most underrated unit in the college football playoffs. While the Oklahoma defense is average at best. They aren't bad. They're just average. And they have faced maybe one team in Kansas State that that, that does anything at all like us offensively. So in the end, to me, ultimately, the gap between their absurd offense and our very, very good defense is far smaller than the gap between our highly underrated offense and their mediocre, undistinguished defense. The bottom line is that Oklahoma's 95th ranked S&P Plus defense is the second worst defense, statistically speaking, that we will have faced all year long. The only defense that we've faced to this point this year uh, that's ranked lower than the S&P Plus overall defense. I put a lot of stock in these advanced stats. So they, they account for opponent, uh, garbage time, all those things. The only team that's Ranked lower than Oklahoma in S&P Plus overall defense is Kentucky at 102nd nationally compared to Oklahoma's 95th. So we've had a lot of success, put up a lot of points and a lot of yards against defenses a lot better than what we're going to see in Pasadena come January 1st. So there's just some numbers, guys, kind of put all this into perspective for you. I fully realize that stats don't tell the entire story, but I do think they offer some pretty good insight into what each of these two teams do well, where they struggle, and ultimately how they match up.
Curtis and I will be breaking down the matchups in more detail. I want to give you guys all the numbers there because I don't want to kind of bog us down with, the, with all the numbers in our uh, full preview show. So I'm going to give you all those ahead of time. And then Curtis and I will kind of analyze what all this means and what we think is going to happen and what we're going to have to do to slow down this Oklahoma offense and what we're going to have to do to kind of move the ball and score some points on this Oklahoma defense later uh, next week, right before the Rose Bowl. So make sure to check back in for that one. Curtis will be back for that show. He'll also be back again for the signing day recap show on Tuesday right after Christmas. So make sure to check back with us next week, guys. We'll have you completely covered as we inch closer and closer to the Rose Bowl. Uh, But thanks for listening, guys. We really do appreciate it. As always, go dogs.